In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Please, while we sit down, let's quickly declare the word we normally declare when we want to study the word of God. We want to let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled in knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I am pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It's giving me light and direction. It's healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 The Lord is good. All the time. I said the Lord is good. All the time. Please let's open our Bibles quickly to Psalm 119. We'll read that before we sit down. The book of Psalms 119. Let's start from verse um, 33. Where did we stop last time? 32, yes. Now, as we, let's, let me do it this way. I'll read, you read, and then that will be better like that. 133, it said, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall observe it till the end. 34, give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. 35 says, Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. 36, Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain. 37 says, Turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in your ways. 38, Establish your word to your servant as that which produces reverence for you. 39 says, Turn away my reproach which I dread, for your ordinances are good. 40, Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me through your righteousness. The Lord is good. Now, we are going to read this again and again. And then we are going to pass some comments on it. Okay, let me pass the comments first. Then we are going to read it again as a prayer. Let's, let's take our seats. As you are sitting down, greet somebody. Tell the fellow you are very wise. You are very wise. You are very, very wise. Yes. Why do I keep saying you are very wise? It's just the choices you make. That's it. It's how you made your choices. That's why I keep saying you are very wise. Uh, there was a day when school, it's not now that you can watch videos online, videos on your phone, videos everywhere. I mean, I was in university, I left university 26 years ago, so you can imagine. So this was before I left university. When somebody brought a movie, and they said, we're friends. They said, okay, let's go and watch. Well, there was a place we're going to watch it. Maybe like a James Bond or something like that. Then I brought a tape. Now, did you, did you get my point? Someone brought a movie. Let's go and watch. Then I brought a tape. So a friend of mine said, he looked at the tape. I said, remember, there was one bishop who did put tape like this. I said, well, listen to this. It's my tape. It's going away with me. The, the video cassette was also going to go away with the owner. So people said, look, you can listen to that one later. And that kind of thing. Let's go and watch this film first. You will listen to the tape later. I remember I started looking at the guy like this. Let me see what you are going to choose. After some time, the guy looked at the tape. He looked at the guy going for, to go and watch a movie. He said, guys, I'll see you later. I said, that's a very smart choice. Let me just drop something for us. That's why I keep on saying you are very wise when we are talking like this. What I mean is that you could have been doing something else, but you choose to come and listen to the word of God. 
Uh, let me explain something to us briefly before we go into passing comments on Psalm 119. You may think that, let me give an example now. They say, let's go and listen to a message. All right? And you say, don't worry, bring me the tape. Now, do you know the tape, the CD, online download, and the message, word for word, they're about the same thing. Of course, for Kingdom World Ministries like this, sometimes I give gist, I don't go on record. But let's leave some of those things out. Okay? Essentially, they're the same thing. So, the letters, all right, you will get the same letters from both of them. This is where Christians often make their mistake. They don't realize that the letter profits nothing. Those words you hear, they are not the things that profit. It is the spirit that gives life. Now, so, are you saying that the spirit will not be there? What if somebody is not in Nigeria and he wants to listen to you? What if he's not in Enugu? You don't get the point. The person is not having to make the choice you have to make. And what comes out of you, come to you from a message, is not just what is inside. It's what you tap from it. It is what God releases through it to you. And God releases to you based on your sense of value. Are you getting my point here? So for you to say, let me wash my clothes. I need to wash these clothes. I only have today. But go, bring me the the tape. What What you don't realize is that you have told the Lord. Your action has made a statement. That's why I always find it in those strange times that are. You know, people say, Oh, I was busy. I want you to know what were you busy doing? I'm very curious about it. Okay? Now, the reason is because you don't realize that each time you do something, each action makes a statement. And the spirit of faith is released according. You see, that faith and knowledge are two different things. Faith is a spiritual substance, God releases it. Jesus said to them, when you get to a house, say, peace be upon this home. He said, if a man of peace is there, what will happen? Your peace will rest there. But, if a man of peace is not there, that's how spiritual substances are. It's something that can rest. It's something that can return. It's not just about hearing. Sometimes, you see, God said to Isaiah, he said, who shall I send? Who will go for us? Isaiah said, here I am, send me. You know what he now said to him? Go and deaden the ears of these people. He said, make sure they hear. And what? They don't understand. So it is possible to hear and not understand. He said, make sure they see and not perceive. What am I going to say? The ability to understand, the ability to get something out of what you are hearing is a gift of God. That's why he could send Isaiah, go and remove it from somebody. Yeah, he said Isaiah, go and remove it from somebody. So the person will get... 10 different cities and listen to all of them and he will hear what? Nothing. And you say, Lord, why didn't he understand? He said, because when they were going to hear, he said, I needed to wash my clothes. And for Jesus, what is first is very important. So he will tell you, seek you what? First. That's it. And when he says first, there are two sides to it. One, he recognizes that in life people may seek many things. Is what is number one that's the issue. Then the second point is that what is number one in your life must be the kingdom of God. Very, very crucial. Ah, I understood that. So before you say, oh, just bring the tape. No, because say, look, if there is something in it, I want to see the effort you want to put into it. Yeah. Why? Because like Bishop Oedipo will say those days, your sense of value determines the flow of virtue to you. And that's why Amplify says, be careful how you listen. 
That's what Amplified says. Say, be careful how you listen. He said, with the same measure, or he said, the same measure of thought and study you give to what you hear determines the amount of virtue that will be released to you. That's why I greet people all the time when I say your Bible study. Say you are very wise. I only, I once knew I said you could have gone to watch a match. Not that you know churches avoid putting programs when important matches are going on. I think pastors sometimes spoil church members. If I'm the one. If our program normally starts by 6, by 5, and UEFA Cup final for the year starting by 6 o'clock, that year I'm shifting the program to 6 dot. 6 dot. You know why? I don't want anybody sneaking out while I'm talking. That's number one. And I want those who are coming to know they are going to miss the match. (laughs) Then I want them to make up their minds. The one they want. You want to watch a match? Or... You, you want to hear the word of God. And believe me, that much, you won't miss anything. It adds nothing to your spirituality. Another one will be played next week by the same people. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will see, look, today it is Manchester United versus Liverpool. The same Manchester United and Liverpool will play again in a few days. And listen, life is full of temptations. God has placed so many temptations out there in life. I know what they are there to do. To tempt us, to distract us. Yes, God allows it. The life is full of temptations. And because you see, you see how the Lord is arranging life. You know, there's a, there's a write up I'm doing. I said, listen, a point comes in your life, your life is in autopilot. That's how life is. You can see autopilot in good things, you can be autopiloting in bad things, you can be autopiloting in confusion. Can be autopiloting in progress, but you don't have control of life the way you think you have. You see, one of the things we're going to go back to it. David explained some things. He said, Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to gain. In verse 36, literally, the literal thing he said is, Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to gain. If you have my Bible, use the expression dishonest gain. Alright, that's verse 36. But the expression dishonest is not actually there. It just incline my heart to your testimonies and not to gain. The next line he now says, turn away my eyes from looking at what? Vanity. Yes. Help me to focus on things that are important when I make decisions. That's what he was saying. What is he saying? Many times in life, what people are focused on are worthless things. If you have new living translation, that's what it says. It said, turn my eyes from worthless, th- worthless things and give me life through your word. That is, you see, many times people are making decisions in life. They are focused on what? Worthless things. Life is full of what? Vanity. Some people are designed to just distract people. I found out recently they said that, um, I didn't know this before. One of the people followed the most on Instagram. Instagram has almost 500 million users. What is Instagram? Just post photo. That somebody was telling me that every time people like um, Kim Kardashian, Rihanna, there's another person I was told, once they put, is it something like Beyonce? They, once they post something, Facebook pays them. You know, Facebook owns Instagram. You, you don't know that. My people don't know. Okay, Facebook owns Instagram, just like they own WhatsApp. They own Instagram too. So each time they post something, okay, they pay them. 
So I asked why. Just post a photo. So they are the ones that keep the place alive. Now this is the interesting part. One day after everybody made noise, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. I said, okay, let me open an Instagram account. Let me, let me people say, you can use it for disseminating ministry. The moment I opened Instagram, the first of, set of pictures I saw, eh, I closed Instagram on the spot. That was my first time and the last time. Except that those people are wicked souls. Closed the accounts now, they didn't agree. I went online, searched for how to remove an Instagram account. It was not possible. You know, this, why you pull this life up? You can come in, you can't go out. I said, which kind of a is this one? Then I said, okay, you can inactivate or suspend it. Anyway, I did the, the highest inactivation possible for, my, for me. So I just thought about it. I said, hey. Now, these same people, so I was, I was, I was coming to one brother one day. I said, why did they have to welcome me with this kind of useless pictures? Oh, they say, they say no, 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 no. They're nothing personal. It's just that you are new. So they give you the most popular photographs. I said, eh. So that is why they pay Kim Kardashian, Beyonce to distract everybody. That's where I'm going now. This life full of what? Distractions. Satan pays. Distract them. Don't let them focus. There's a young woman. Check what Beyonce is wearing. Please. If you are doing that, your faith is doubtful. Yes. What concerns you what Beyonce is wearing? Who is she? She your model in life? The girl that the only time I see her is because she's naked. I thought the first time I saw Beyonce, I thought she was a brand of underwear. God is my witness, I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't believe that thing. It was in Gil Online here. When we used to go and browse, many years ago. So I was coming out one day, I saw a poster there on the wall. Beyonce sold here. Okay, I read it as Beyonce sold here. And I now saw a model wearing pata and bra. So I assume that they are selling underwear. So, the, you know, just like you have Calvin Klein. You understand? So, the name, you know, you have Fruit of the Loom, you know, Hings for those of us guys, you know. Hey, Hings. Which other one do we wear now? Huh? BYC, thank you. This one they called the one I never hear before. <laughs> so, I thought it's like if you of Hings and BYC, this one is called Beyonce. You know, there's BYC inside, you know. <laughs> That was what I thought. That's what I thought. Because the model was wearing only what? Pata and bra. So it must be what they are selling. And since I didn't want to buy, I didn't think anything of it. I kept on going and coming. I didn't know. Then one day, I think I was here listening to radio. People were talking. Or was TV. And I realized that Beyonce was a musician. Ah. So I remember the first thing. I said, then, why can't she dress up? No, that was the first thing. I rem- and I remember her first photo. Then why was she naked? That's why I said, incline my ear. He said, turn my eyes away from looking at what? Vanity. You are praying. Father God, show me who my real husband is. God said, can you see? <laughs> you can't see. You are blind. You, you can't see. Say, Lord, I want to know your plan for my life. God said, with which eyes? Eyes you have donated to Beyonce and Kim Kardashian. That's when they say, draw the kind of woman you want to marry. For the men. In fact, if a man is following those people, that one is going to two sides of hellfire. <laughs> I'm going to split you in two. Put half of you to roast on this side, half of you to roast on the other side. Nonsense. 
Rubbish. And I said, draw the kind of woman you want to marry on the wall. The Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. I went, I went to all of that and explained the meaning of what. When I said, no, when I said you are very wise. Wisdom is when you make a choice that makes God release the spirit of faith into your heart. That's what wisdom is. I was saying that the point comes in which your life will be on autopilot. Remember I said that? Now, how the direction to be piloting actually is decided by the choices you made before then. That's what it is. The direction your life will be going by itself is decided by the choices you made long before that. Little choices you did not know mattered. Let me explain something to you. 99.9% of things that people do deliberately towards their destiny don't count towards the destiny. Let me say it again. The vast majority of the things that people do deliberately towards their, to, you know, to make their destiny good or secure actually don't count towards that destiny. I can prove it to you. They came, oh, these are my faithful servants. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Why? Because I was hungry, you fed me. I was, uh, what else was I was? Uh-huh. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. What was the question they asked? When did we see you hungry and give you food? When did we see you naked and we clothed you? When was it that you were sick? Or in prison, and we visited you. Now, this is a lesson from it. They did not know the things that the Lord was checking. So that's why I always laugh at Christians. I say, you come and sow a seed, and your breakthrough will come. Listen to me. I have been deputized by God to tell you you are wasting your time. I even will say, then I took a seed. He is lying. Either he is lying or my God is lying. He said, but he wasn't trying to lie. The Bible says he himself does not know how. I even said, then I took a seed. I said, shut up. How are you taking God's glory from him? Shut up. What do you know? The thing that really counted, you don't know when you did it. That seed you deliberately sowed for your breakthrough, listen to me, it does not count towards that breakthrough. That's why I say the switch of God's power is a continual doing of good works. You can't pick it. You can't say, Lord, today I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm there by sowing this seed in dollars. God doesn't know currency. He knows the... Listen, I know what I'm telling you. I keep on telling Christians, if you want to do good, start doing it. Do it on a daily basis and ignore the nonsense testimonies you hear. It was when I sowed this seed, my breakthrough came. Say lie. He said, what about the widow of Zarephath? Don't ask me stupid questions. This widow of Zarephath, how did Elijah, Elijah get to her door? Is the question you should be asking. So she gave her last meal and she got a breakthrough. That question is late. The proper question is that how did Elijah get there? That is the question you should ask. What was God doing? Why did he send Elijah? Read my book, Great Faith Can Be Yours. I answered it inside there. That is the question you should ask. Mr. Elijah, this woman is not in Israel. This woman is not an Israelite. Why did you leave Israel? To come here. He will have said, ah, my brook dried up. And God said, go to the house of a widow in Zarephath in Sidon. Question will now be, why did God send you? It's simple. Jesus said to no one was um, 
Elijah sent apart from that widow. And you find out that God sent her for, sent for a simple reason. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro the whole earth. Can you see why? He's looking for the person whose heart is perfect towards him. Her heart was perfect towards God. That was why God sent Elijah. Oh, how on that simple little offering she gave us. See, that's how your life will change. That was not her first offering, I can assure you. Hungry people had come there before. They had been fed. She cried to God in the time of her distress by faith, and God listened to her. I hope you're getting my point here. Listen, the things that really count, that's how I'm saying it. The truth is that the things that really count towards your destiny, you don't know when you are doing them. You don't know. When God says that because of this, I'm doing this for you, you're like, when did I do that? That's the law of God. You will not be aware of the things you did that made you, you know, deserve that thing. There are things you will do unconsciously. You can give a hundred million naira, and God says, "You know why you gave a hundred million naira? You had one hundred. You had ten times that amount. It didn't cost you anything. You thought it cost you something. It didn't cost you." He said, "But I had only one hundred and ten. He said the balance ten was more than enough." You'd be surprised to know that God is concerned not with the volume of what you give. Now, that is, let me put it like this. When the Lord is checking generosity, he doesn't check the volume you give or the proportion you give. He checks what you had left over to live on. That's what checks who's really generous and who's not. The widow of Zarephath. Not the widow the, the widow with the two mites. That's what Jesus said. All she had to what? Live on. Sometimes it's like that. God is not so impressed. But then, as you are going to give the hundred million naira, you stop by the way. And you saw a little child about to cross the gutter. You are wearing your finest suit. You like to look good. And this girl was dirty. Little child. Where's your mommy? She has nothing to tell you. Then you stopped and helped her cross a gutter. And dropped on the other side. You were in a hurry. You stopped to help a little child cross the gutter. And God says, he has done very well. So what did he do? He stopped and helped somebody cross a gutter. The hundred million he's giving, say, God, that one, he get nine make and they give. Leave that side. He said, This one, he said, Why is it? It's not because they preach to him, I will bless him. He said, This one, no ulterior motive in his heart. This one, he did it. He didn't think it mattered. This one, he did it. It was going to, it may look to you trivial. You know, God knows what he's checking. This was done, it's a real act of what? Kindness. The other one is not a real act of kindness. For him, it was a real act of what? Investment. Apostle preached to him that if you do something that will make God wake up from where he was sleeping. <laughs> the Lord is good. No, I don't know why I, just, why I go into that. Like, just, let me tell you some of the truth. Look, look, it's very true. What I'm telling you, this is the truth. This is the truth. Let me tell you the truth. Forget those works you can remember, hoping that God will remember them. He doesn't remember them. No. The ones that count, he, you, you don't know you did them. You, do, you just did them. At least you didn't think anything. Those ones you deliberately did, mm. forget it. So let me just drop that. Okay, Christians, doing good is what? Continuous habit. It must be continuous. You don't know when God is counting. You don't know when he's counting. All right, the Lord is good.
So like I was saying that, so when we are making choices that make our lives go into the direction of proper autopilot, many times something we don't realize is consequential. There are many things we do, okay, deliberately for our destiny. God said it doesn't count. But just little things like, like my friend did that, he said, let's go and watch a movie. He said, no, let me listen to this tape. He probably didn't think anything of it, and the Lord marked that. This guy has respect for my word. I've had people before, ah, I don't see him, but I said, what happened? He said, ah, you know, Saturday is when I wash my clothes. The assessments you make, eh? As God in heaven lives, I will never open my mouth and ask you again. You wash what? Clothes. You know why I won't ask you again? Because for me, it shows that we are, we are not speaking the same language. Because if that was the truth, you should not have the boldness to say it. I don't know what I get what I'm saying. It's like saying that, um, why, why, why didn't I see you yesterday? We had a special anointing service. He said, my, my unbelieving boyfriend was coming to town. You know you can't tell me that. I don't know what I get what I'm saying. You, you know that, ah, hey, hey, this man will cast me into hellfire by himself. He won't even wait for God to do the job. Are you getting my point? Uh-huh. There are things. So when you tell me things like, um, I wash my clothes on Saturdays. To me, the same frequency. I just realized that we are not on the same level. Because if it was true, and you are really on my level, you should not be able to say it. You are getting my point? What am I saying? Listen, there are things we do in life on a daily basis. That's what God is checking. Things that, that's why I told you, greet your neighbor, you are very wise. I always say, look, when you, when you leave some things and choose other things, you are putting a sense of value on some things, and that is why virtue flows towards you. It is not just about, I've listened to a message. You can hear a message, and God says, no, this guy doesn't value that message. And then just say, Lord, what do you mean? He said, the day they were preaching it, they were baking cake. And it's fair that if I go and listen to this word, I won't get my portion of this cake. Are you getting my point? For that reason, he abandoned and said, somebody, please bring me the CD. Uh-huh. So even though he appears to have gotten the CD, but I can't release virtue. Why? He prefers cake, the hotness of cake, to the hotness of the word. The Lord is good. Let's get back to Psalm 119. Now, we are reading Psalm 119. Uh, let me just say something again before I go on into this. It was part of it anyway. Earlier on, before I came up to teach, Pastor Kemote was talking about, it was leading us in prayer and leading us in confession. And as I was sitting at the back there, I just felt that I should let people know those things are not just words to repeat here. Like I say all the time, we are here to do what? Learn how to pray. We're not exactly here to pray. That's not the primary thing. As far as I'm concerned, 90% of the reason why we are here is not the prayer, it's the learning. Because we can only pray together for a few minutes, but when we learn the habit, we cannot do it on a daily basis. Those words that he used are words we are supposed to take with us and repeat all the time. They are words we utter again and again. That is a source of life. That is how you release the power of God into your life. I listened to a man of God this morning and he said that Moses, that God did not deliver the people of Israel with an army from Egypt. He delivered them with a rod. Did you hear that? He didn't deliver them with an army. He didn't raise an army to fight Pharaoh and the Egyptian soldiers. He raised Moses with his brother Aaron 
who was the prophet of Moses, and they gave them what? A rod. So when you get there, use this rod, do signs. And with that, he delivered the people of Israel. And he was explaining, and I realized we are taught here before about the rod of God. And he was explaining that, listen, deliverance also for the believer is in God's rod that he has given to us. I'll listen to you this morning. That deliverance is in the rod of God. And please, if you haven't listened to that series, go and get it. The rod of God. We preached it here sometime, was it last year or the year before? Okay? Um, the school of prayer segment of the website, you will see the messages there. Is it to download? The rod of God. Exactly what I preached there. And it was explained that, you know, Moses had to learn to use the rod. In the same manner, we are supposed to learn to use the word. He said, how do you use the word? One, you meditate upon the word until it fills your heart. Just like he was commanded to Joshua. You meditate upon the word until it fills your heart. Then, you proclaim that word. That's how you release the power that is inside it. I hope you're getting the point here. The power inside it is released through proclamation. Now, bear that in mind. So those words that we keep on declaring here, they are words we are supposed to learn. Even the one we say at the beginning, I am being filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Sometimes you'll be in traffic, and the thing turns red. And while you're waiting for it to turn green, you bow your head, close your eyes, and declare, I am being filled. Of course, I assume a message is playing on your phone, in your, your car stereo, or something like that. It's a habit we form. Everywhere we go. Even the one we say as if we are closing. Like I say all the time, it's an incantation for those who are inside the cult. Are you getting my point? Everybody inside the cult must do his incantation. You don't go out in the morning without incantating something. Your incantation releases spiritual power into the air. So even that one, maybe you are going out in the morning. You just declare it. I've been delivered from death. I now have life. I've been delivered from darkness into the light of Christ. Are you getting my point? I've been delivered from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in my life. I'm now filled with the spirit of Christ. I live above sin and walk above the devil because I'm seated high above with Christ. Just declare those words. You declare those words. It's not just when we gather to pray. Are you getting my point? Listen, it's very important for us to realize it. That is the most, that is the aim of all these meetings. It's not the once a week meeting of school of prayer. It is a habit that is formed by the things that are done here. Back to Psalm 119. So I'm reading Psalm 119 to see the most important prayer. We've been saying that from the beginning, after the first three verses, from verse 4 downwards, David was releasing to us how a child of God should pray. What is most important? Many times people pray about their needs. That is, that is things like, I need food, I need money. I need a wife, I need a husband, I need a child, I need pro- promotion in the office, I need some material things. Jesus taught us that if you want to know the, in the prayer of Gentiles, check for such content. You know what Jesus was saying? If I play prayer for you, just listen to what they're asking for. You know whether they are Gentiles or they are children of God. But when they get up and start saying, God, give me money, give me money, give me money, give me house, give me house, give me car, give me car, promote me, promote me, promote me. Say, so you know they are Gentiles. So children of God know that children of God, they know that their father knows they need these things already. So their prayers are centered on finding the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what was he saying? Psalm 119 will be their prayer. Because the kingdom of God is in different phases. The first phase is the one that is bested inside you, not outside you. Like I was saying the other time, 
Sometimes Christians say they want to sow a seed, sow a seed for something. They're always investing for more money. 99.9999 times of the, uh, percent of the times, all right, that I've heard people say sow a seed, it's always to get more money. Or get something. They're having problems, sow a seed to break it. I've hardly ever heard somebody say, let me sow a seed for more understanding. Let me sow a seed for insight. Let me sow a seed for knowledge. And you only what God said, look, don't even worry. What I need to do is you show me that it's important to you. There are times you will lose money, so you want to gain knowledge. That's a seed. There are times you will let go of a job because you want to gain knowledge. That's a seed. Have you noticed something? Look, just check this for a moment. You know, once a friend of mine, okay, wanted to travel from campus to a church program. And he was like, ah, you want to take that distance? Go that distance. So I looked at him and I said, but you went that distance for a picnic. In the same campus, a picnic was also organized that far away. And for him, it was reasonable. You see, when we are judging our value for certain things, eh, we have to be careful. Though. Many times, people will say something like this. Oh, I'm living in Nugu. Where are you going to? Um, I have a new job, better paying. It's in Oka, it's in Onicha, it's in Benin, it's in Lagos, it's in Abuja. And everybody says what? Congratulations. But the fellow said, I'm leaving Enugu, I'm moving to, let's say, Makodi, or I'm going to Kefi. He said, why? He said, there's a kind of word that they are releasing from that place. I think I need two years of hearing it. They will look, you know what they will say? Can't you send for the tape? Generally, you look at the person like, are you okay? Look, that's a, our value system, Christianity, we need, to rea- we need to check it again. It, is very, it makes sense to an average Christian that, look, oh, education system is a bit of one kind in our country. You know, as it goes on strike a lot, you're not so certain of you enter school in, if your children enter school in the year 2017, you don't know, there's a five-year course, so they're studying engineering. It's supposed to graduate 2022. But you don't know, as may go on strike, there may be this. You understand? So now I say, what are you doing? Ah, I try to carry them, tell them go and go to school in Europe. Western Europe this time, and they are going to France to go to school, or they are going to Germany. And that one, the day we're paying for the form, they were telling us the graduation day. Oh, those people are so organized. <laughs> You know it's reasonable to everybody. But let another person say, hmm, please, oh, when we finish registering in that school, I found that they didn't have a campus fellowship. There is no campus fellowship there. I found that the school has its, <laughs> has its, they have a law, no discrimination. So everybody is supposed to wear a rainbow badge. This happened in the UK a few days ago to show that they support the gay, you know, they call it LGBT. Q. I asked him, I said, do you know what Q is? It's not actually, no, it's not queer. That's what he said, too. People think L, L, L is for what? Lesbian, B, G, gay, B, bisexual, T, transgender. Q is for questioning. People who don't know. When you hear LGBTQ, Q is for those who say we don't know. Am I male or female? I don't know. Let's assume the friend has said, ah, I saw that they said in the class, 
you have to swear allegiance that say you will not discriminate, you must, and then of course, you are going to write papers to show that everything is normal and there's no God. The lecturers don't believe in God. Say, please, we've already paid like um, 300 non-refundable deposit acceptance fees. 300 pounds. So what's happening? We're not going again. What's happening? We're coming to UNN. Why? There are 17 campus fellowships for year one students alone. <laughs> University of Benin currently has 120 campus fellowships. It's too much, but at least it's better than none. <laughs> Trust me. Some of these lecturers actually pray in class, so I think it's better for my children. Uh, you, know, you know, the first one has gone abroad, so he has come back now. Why? So they can go to UNN or University of Benin or UI or Covenant University or Enugu State University. You know what an average Christian will say? Are you serious? Let me tell you the truth. It shows you don't believe. All this mess you are making. Hey, Kalabogo, Begaba, hey, Lafada. In that you are not praying in faith, you are an unbeliever. How can somebody make a decision based on faith and you are wondering what's wrong with him? It shows that you mind earthly things. Your heart is inclined to vanity. Check your heart as I'm talking. Let's ask yourself, how will I have reacted? It's a good, let's open our hearts. Let's tell ourselves the truth. Most of us, our hearts are inclined to vanity. Our hearts are inclined to vanity. That's why sometimes when Christians make certain decisions, you are shocked. The truth is that all the while, their hearts were inclined to vanity. They did not believe in God truly. And God knows who really believe in him. He exposes their hearts at such times. He's not angry. He just says, repent. So, Psalm 119, what's David teaching us there? The most important prayer point. The prayers of Gentiles, loaded with their personal needs. The fear of tomorrow. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? That's what is important. That is what fills the prayers of Gentiles. You were in a prayer meeting last week also in your church. Look back and think about the prayer points. Ask yourself, were we praying prayers of Christians or prayers of Gentiles? Just think. For a long time, I didn't, I used, I didn't used to go for all night prayers. Most places, I just used to go once in a while because I can't refuse. Why don't you go? I said, I've been to a few. I can't understand staying away for these prayer points. Number one, I don't see why we should all stay up all night. When we need the drums to keep us awake. It's clear nothing is keeping us awake. Let's go and sleep. All right? So the God of the day is the God of the night. So we can answer you anytime. All right? Fine. I'm not saying all night is wrong. I'm just saying all night is not necessary if it is not necessary. Are you getting my point? It doesn't mean you are spiritual. The one that you will pray all night and sleep all day. What have you now achieved? <laughs> so I'm not saying that. Um, say, but Jesus prayed all night. He was busy all day. All day he was busy. Of course, now you people don't check. And how many times did he do it all his life? How many times? So, don't, so you don't think that he needed. Some people say that is when demons move. Are you, are you one of them? <laughs> you hear Christians say some things. You wonder, what are you thinking? Say so that's when demons move. Nobody's supposed to obstruct demons that are moving. Are they disturbing you? They go to heaven too, don't you know? Yeah. The sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Satan also 
came in the midst of them. And God didn't say, don't come here. It's all these uncommers you are afraid. Are you getting my point? God was not afraid. He said, where are you coming from? He said, you stay awake at night because demons move at that time. Please find a better way to stay awake at night. Are you a dog? It's my dog that stays awake at night because demons are moving. <laughs> no, we're young. They said that demons, dogs see witches. Because you're the dog, you're at 12, you're begin back. Whoa, whoa! They said the witches are passing. They don't tell you, they just lie down, don't get up. Why? Because, <laughs> because bingo is barking outside. You never heard that when you were young? They said that yeah, the witches are passing. Now, like I said, so if you, you, of course, prayer at night is important. I'm not saying it's not, but it's not a sign of spirituality, okay? It's not. Now, why didn't you used to go a lot of times and look, listen, I said, listen, listen. These prayer points, I don't understand them. That was my issue. That was my issue. People didn't, you know, a lot of times we go to church, we don't lay emphasis on the things that Jesus lay emphasis on. Let me just say this again. You know, we say here all the time, don't touch that scripture. If God says don't do something, don't do it. If he says don't let your needs be the focus of your prayers, believe him. When he says your father knows what you need already, use your prayers to seek the kingdom of God and those things will be added. That's what he means. It's not a lie. He meant what he, what he said. And what he said is actually the truth. I tell Christians, I had a discussion with my brother the other day. Have you heard this thing before? How, many, how much is in your quiver? When I say, children are the heritage of the Lord, the fill of the room is the reward. The Bible says what? Blessed is what? The man that has what? His quiver of food. Have you heard it before? It depends on the size of your quiver. Have you heard that rubbish before? People say, your quiver doesn't have to be big. Some people have small quiver. Some have big quiver. The truth is that when the Lord said that thing, you don't have to have it, but just know that the Lord said it is what? It is good. Europeans, Americans, thought of the rubbish we believe now. They say, if you plan your family well, you have only one child, two children, you'll be able to take good care of them. No, God is sleeping. God has forgotten you. He can't help you. You have to help yourself. Children are a burden from the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is a punishment. It is lucky man that has a few of them so he can take care of them while God is asleep. You read the scriptures well. He said what? Blessed is the one who has what? A quiver full. So I tell people, say, you don't have to have a quiver full, but just know that when God says it is good, it means it was, it is good. You know why Europe is going to become run by Arabs after a few years? The Europeans are not having children. The Arabs are coming in there and are having ten. In two generations, they will be the majority. Then they will vote Sharia law. No, no, no be democracy. That's all I view. When you disagree with God after a long time, you will show that you will see that God was right and you were wrong. What am I trying to say? If Jesus says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses, believe him. If he says to you that don't worry about tomorrow, believe it. When he says your heavenly father knows what you need, believe it. Please, I hope you are getting my point here. When he says your prayer point should not be on what you need, please believe it. So when you want to pray and money is the primary thing that is driving you, when you get to the prayer place, say, Lord, when I was coming here, I was thinking of money. But you know what? I just read my Bible. And it says that you know what I need already. So I want to pray for the kingdom of God. I want to pray for righteousness. And no be joke. You're not trying to tease God. You mean it. 
Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come. Say, so what does it mean? It just says, pray, thy will be done on it, as thy kingdom come. Just pray like that. Say, why? Say, all oh, that will be added to me. That added thing, I don't want to focus on it. Say, so what about his righteousness? Lord, show me your righteousness. Show, show me your righteousness. I want to see your righteousness. Pray like that. Hmm? I don't want to say that God will not give you what you need so that your eyes will not be focused on it. But the fact is that one day you will look back, all your needs will have disappeared. Some of them will have been met. Some of them will have just been removed. The focus on the needs is why for believers, the needs have not been met. Sometimes I've been praying to God for this thing for five years. God said, that is why I have not been able to answer it. If you have stopped the prayer after five minutes, I would have answered it quicker. For five years, you are disobeying me and say I should bless disobedience. So every seed you sow for the job is the reason why you won't get that job. You know, Apostle, we need to preach to and pray. Pastors have created problems for Christians. We focus their eyes on earthly things. We now tell them a lot of lies. As soon as this brother sowed that seed, after one week, his job opened. Who wants to connect? <laughs> we like this fraudulent connection. <laughs> and we are blaming PDP for stealing money. See the way God has been collecting his money back from PDP people. Big mansion in Banana Island, federal government. He said, bring. That is, is it $40 million in an account? Federal government confiscate it. Any money they see in the federal government, they collect. In the same manner, all the wrong doctrines. I was looking at it. That you and your friends have been preaching. <laughs> God is about to start disgracing all of us who preach lies. He says, sow this seed and tomorrow you won't be the same again. God said, good. Shabby, you say you won't be the same again. Just watch what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> we pastors, funny people that we are, we have now focused the eyes of Christians on material things. What should we do? We should be preaching to people. Your life is not, de- is not determined by that need. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. So what he does not possess does not hinder him in any way. That's what we should be preaching, not selling him to suicide to get material things. We should gather to start praying like this. Lord, tonight you will teach me your statutes. Everybody, every married man in this house... Pray, Lord, teach me your statutes concerning how to be a man in a house. Show me how to lead my family. Pray, Father, show me. Ah, God will call the angels, come and see prayer. It's been a while. The angels come and see, see serious prayer. Angels will start attending your prayer meetings. Is any businessman in the house, businesswoman, they will say yes. He will pray. Lord, show me your statutes on how to deal with customers. Begin to pray. You will say, Lord, I have come with a seed in my hand to buy CD. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord is good. I'm telling you. Say this, uh, no, really, you know, I said God has done things for me before. 
Once I, I was looking for Kenny Higgy messages, I encountered um, this man's messages. What's his name now? Jack Hayford. And I wanted the messages. I went online. Everything there was for sale, for sale, for sale. Ah, I said, what is it? No be money. No be messages. I tried to buy from Nigeria. They declined my Nigerian card. I called my friend in the U.S. They let me buy. It came to about 50, either 50 or 100,000. I said, buy them. With this small exchange. I helped him some, some things locally. I can't remember whether it's 50 per minister or combined 50. Either 50 or 100 I paid that day. You know what God looked at? He said, Banky, now I know you are serious. That you really want this thing. A few months later, I was in my house. Chima came and said, Sir, I want you to be the first to have it. 34 gig of Kenehigi messages. Audio. And God said, oh, you want this? The one brother came here, gave about four gig. said, I want to drop some things for you. Assorted messages came from Calabar. Was it Calabar? It came from Ouyo. I think it's Ouyo, yes. And I, one day I was just going through it. I just saw, I wanted to study Revelations. And I stumbled on seven covenants. Um, Jesus, letter of Jesus to the churches. The five covenants of God. Ah, this man, I never heard of him, David Paulson. I listened to them. Ah, I said, see word. Omo, see word. Went online, searched for his website. I found that the man had a lot of free messages online. Downloaded, 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 downloaded. I went through his collection again. Ah, I saw one funny looking man with the beer, beer and long pink or yellow robe. Say his name is Sadhu Sonder Selvaraj. I listened to him. I said, ah, Omo, see word. Know what happened? It was my seed. Somebody say his seed. His seed. <laughs> what was his seed? Nothing. I didn't ask anybody money. I just showed to the Lord, this is important. That's why you say, Lord, I have come with this seed. What is my seed? I have taken my leave for the year. And I'm using it to listen to word beginning to the end. God says, this one wants wisdom. This one wants understanding. Let's read this. I just realized I'm supposed to be preaching from somewhere now. Apostle, you're going to pick it up from here. We need to pray with this. So David now says, teach me, O Lord, your statutes. This is what the Christian is supposed to bring to the place of prayer. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes. I shall observe it to the very end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law. Let's rise to our feet and read it again. Now, let's all read it together from verse 33. Now, this time around, we're reading from 33 to the end. One, two, let's go. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain. Looking at vanity. And revive me in your ways. Establish your word to your servant as that which produces reverence for you. 39. Turn away my reproach which I dread, for your ordinances are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me through your righteousness. Go back again and begin to pray for yourself. Talk to the Lord with those verses. One by, just reading it out and talking to the Lord. Say, Lord, teach me your statutes. That's it. Give me understanding. Begin to pray for yourself. That's the most important prayer. 
That's the most important prayer. Pray with those scriptures. Say, Lord, teach me your statutes. Teach me your way. I want to know your way. Consigning my marriage, Lord, teach me your ways. Consigning my business, teach me your ways. Consigning relating with men, my association with men, my relationship with men, teach me your ways. Maybe there are areas you need to learn the ways of God. Maybe you need to pray in that area. Say, Lord, in this area of my life, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. Pray, pray. Dealing with your clients, your customers, say, Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. In the name of Jesus, Lord, teach me your ways. In every area of my life, Lord, teach me your ways. Cry to him this evening, say, Lord, give me understanding. Give me understanding. I need understanding. I need to understand. Grant me understanding. Grant me understanding in the name of Jesus. That I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Please pray. Lord, teach me your ways and grant me understanding. That is my prayer. Teach me your ways and grant me understanding. Teach me your ways and grant me understanding. In ministry, Lord, teach me your ways and grant me understanding. In business, Lord, teach me your ways and grant me understanding. As a wife, Lord, teach me your ways and grant me understanding. As a husband, Lord, teach me your ways and grant me understanding. As a student, Lord, teach me your ways and grant me understanding. As a businessman, my prayer is that you teach me your ways, Lord, and grant me understanding. Please pray. Open my eyes that I may see. Behold wondrous things, Lord, out of your law, out of your word. Set me on the path of truth. Set me on the path of truth. Set me on the path of truth. If there are ways that look right to me, if there are ways that look right to me, Lord, take me out of those ways and set me on your ways. Set me on the right path. Please pray. Set me on the right path. Maybe there are things I've been doing before. I thought that those things were right. But Lord, open my eyes to see. And Lord, by your spirit, put me. Set me on the right path. That is our prayer. Please pray from the depth of your heart. Let's take some time to pray this prayer. Apply this prayer to other areas of your life. Lord, teach me your ways. Lord, teach me your ways. Pray and say, Lord, incline my heart to your testimonies. And not to covetousness. Incline my heart to your testimonies. Incline my heart to your testimonies. And not to covetousness. Lord, turn away my eyes from looking at vanity. And revive me in your ways. 
turn my eyes from turn away my eyes from looking at vanities. Lord, and revive me. Please, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's cleanse our hearts. The Bible says, sanctify them with thy word, for thy word is truth. Let's cleanse our hearts with these words in prayers. Lord, turn away my heart from vanity. Turn away my heart from looking and focusing on vanity. Let me focus on you. Let me focus on your laws. Let me focus on your ways. Help me. Help me. Help me. Maybe you need help. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Pray. Say, Lord, establish your word to your servants. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. We'll see pray like um, for about five minutes, then we'll leave this list. Once I've, I've shared with some um, of us, my friends here, I was listening to a customer service consultant, and he said they did a training for, for some set of people, and they discovered that the customer service representative that they posted to the, to the east, they were performing very poorly. But those who were posted to the west, they were performing absolutely well. And he said, but it was the same uh, facilitator that took these guys under the same roof. They ate the same food. Everything the same. So what was the problem? Now they discovered this. Now the guy was saying that it was beyond what he taught them in the class. That they now discovered, at least uh, I do not mean to slight anybody here, but they now discovered that those in the West, they could take pressure. Now, not because they were trained to do that, but it was a cultural thing. The average Westerner can take pressure, can take your insults. I don't know if you understand. But they discovered that those of us in the East, of course, if as a customer service representative, you're expected to, when customer comes and say, what happened to you? you know, you're expected to take your pressure, but they discovered that they can't. So it was beyond the classroom. It was beyond the people teaching them. But of course, you know, they can't teach them character. Consultants don't teach you character. They teach you how to smile. Praise God. They teach you how to answer, answer phone calls. That's what they teach you. But you learn character from the church. Praise the Lord. And they said, there's nothing we can do. We have to go back to the society and start teaching character. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. By your word. Anything in me that is not in line with your word. Change it. Change it. Say, Lord, I submit to you. Break me. Mold me. Let me conform to you. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray in your own words. Maybe you are used to getting angry. You get angry easily. They can't teach you that in business school. That anger destroys your business. Maybe there are areas you need to apply that prayer. Say, Lord, in this area of my life, break me. Mold me. So that I'll conform, Lord, to your word. I'll conform to how you want me to be. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray.
Please pray. Please pray. There are areas you know. There are areas I know for myself. There are areas I need to discipline myself. But I need the word of God to help me in those areas. Lord, help me. Father, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Finally, before we go, I, I read something. It was Philip Consult that posted that. He said, um, companies higher competence and fire attitude. I say, good. I think they are beginning to realize the place of character in business. They hire you because you're competent, but when they want to fire you, they fire you because you just made one serious character blunder. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I will not bring shame to your name. Say, my business, I will not bring shame to your name. In my marriage, I will not bring shame to your name. In my dealings with men, I will not bring shame to your name. Say, in the name of Jesus, according to your word, revive me. According to your word, revive me. According to your word, revive me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray that prayer. Say, Lord, according to your word, revive me. Revive me. According to your word. In the name of Jesus. Please pray according to your word. Lord, revive me. Remember, you represent God in whatever you do. Say, Lord, according to your word, revive me. That is my prayer. That is my prayer. I want to be like you. Help me to be like you. Help me to be like you. The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Lord, help me to be like you. If there are prices I need to pay, Lord, help me to pay the price. In the name of Jesus, if I need to stay awake, Lord, to learn of you, Lord, help me to stay awake. That is my prayer. That is my prayer. Lord, help me. Father, we give you praise. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Just lift your voice and give God praise. He heard you while you were talking. He heard the words that you altered. And indeed, he's changing you. He's transforming you. If those prayers came from your heart, trust me, he heard you. If you, are, if you are desperately in need for a change to be like God, trust me, he's working on your behalf. The Bible says the one that is at work in us, both to will and to do. It's not by our strength. It's by the grace that is releasing to us. It's by the power that is infusing in us. Say, Lord, I thank you. I give you praise. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Shall we share the grace in fellowship as we go? Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely we have passed out of death. And we are passing to life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out of under the curse into the blessing. All things are passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is a season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please turn to your neighbor to your left and to your right and declare to him or her. 
This is your season of multiplication and dominion. One more person. Now declare to yourself, this is my season of multiplication and dominion. See you on Saturday. Share our brethren.